Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK. Today, I am joined by the brilliant Debbie Airy, Managing Director of Country and Commercial Insurance Brokers, or CCIB. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Debbie. Thanks for the invite, Mia. That's great to be speaking with you because I know you've had an incredible career to date and done so much in your working life. But I wonder if you could just tell our listeners about how it all began and trace your journey through the sector. Yeah, it is quite a journey, really. Um, you know, in the early days, I always, as a 16-year-old girl, I set off wanting to be a travel agent. Um, did that for three or four months and didn't really work out for me. Uh, went to the local job centre, because that's what they had in the days, and saw a notice on the board for Swinton Insurance. So I joined Swinton Insurance there. Uh, this was a, when we used to use manual guides and work out rating factors before computers. So actually showing my age on this one. Uh I then swiftly moved on to the AA um, and worked with the, the AA and went through their management program, did all their sales training courses uh, when the AA had insurance centres. Um, after a, a brief time, I went to a local broker uh, and really learned the trade at the local broker. Uh, and during which time I had four children. So I must have been a nightmare for them going on maternity leave. But you know, again, we never had, you know, three months off and back to work. And that's how it was in those days. Um, and then one of the directors from that broker uh, joined, asked me to join him. And um, we set up the Insurance Broker Limited. I worked there for from 2002 to 2007. And then I did a management buyout. And that's when Country and Commercial was really born. You know, it really sort of we set off me and my business partner. Uh, so we what we did we we ploughed the beat you know we we walked the beat we went to the local shows we went to the local auctions and at the time never realizing we were going to be specialists in agriculture it was we're in a, we live in a rural area we live in a market town and it sort of went from strength to strength and this is where you know the, the agricultural sector uh, is a real you know a real loyal sector you know they support you if you support them so the fact that we made the effort to have trade stands at all the local shows, we sponsored the local auctions. You know, I've been in um, in rings with the prize sheep and the prize bull and had my picture taken with the farmers that sometimes look better than me by the time I've been ragged around the uh, the auction all morning. So it was just a real, uh, you know, a real lovely set of people to work for. It's, you know, people say, what do you enjoy most about the uh, the actual sector? And it's basically the honesty, sometimes brutal honesty of the farmers because, they, you know, they, they're not particularly PC. Um, but if you can take that, that the very loyal client base and their actual client, that, that client base is my marketing team. They recommend me, you know, 97% of our inquiries come from existing client referrals. So, you know, we don't spend money on marketing other than the shows and the, the agricultural um, and the auctions. We sponsor them and, and just be part of that sector, really. Absolutely superb. And it strikes me you must have developed some really incredible, long-standing relationships with these farmers and these communities. 
Yeah, I mean, and and that's and when I was thinking about some of you know some of the the, the stories that have happened in, in in the past and over the years, um, and and some are quite humbling. Um, I got one of my clients who'd been a long a client for a long long time. He'd unfortunately passed away, so I went to the funeral. Uh, I got to the funeral and there was a gentleman waiting. He said, "Oh, you're Debbie, aren't you?" I said, "Yes." Oh, wait, we reserved you a seat. And I was sat on the second row back at the church with the family. And I was, I was really honoured to be, you know, thought that, that well thought of, you know. So these are, the, you know, these are relationships. And it's not, you know, you go and you explain and you talk about insurance, but sometimes these people are quite isolated and they haven't met or seen. So, you know, I'm the outside world to them. So they ask me questions. I've been asked, um, you know, because I have uh, seven children, They've been asked advice on, you know, when the, the, the children are going to secondary school, should I allow them a mobile phone? What do you think about this? And it, you're all, almost a counsellor to these people as well. And I can imagine, particularly during lockdown, to be able to pick up the phone and give you a ring and, and have somebody to talk to during this period of massive isolation must have been so valuable to them. It, it definitely was. And actually, it showed our strength and our relationship through lockdown. Our business was wasn't really affected financially through lockdown, which was a you know massive um, because all the people trusted you. Um, so you spoke to them. They accepted that we had to do it over the phone. You know, there was an, an old farmer that said, well, it's OK, but it's only me, Debbie. You can come and see me. But unfortunately, no, I can't. You know, I genuinely can't. By the law, I can't come and see you. He said, but you only live down the road. And I said, but honestly, I can't come and see you. Um, so we just renewed our retention rate was very strong the way through, all the way through lockdown. And then people who weren't getting the service anywhere else came to us. So, you know, we did actually pick up business in that time. And just because they knew the firm, you know, they knew the, uh, the reputation. So that really worked for us. And there really is nothing more valuable than word of mouth, particularly when it comes to any kind of insurance broking opportunities. I definitely, and I think with the, the farmers, sort of, you know, you could say sometimes an un, unsophisticated sector, you know, and and, and the word from the neighbour who they trust as well, you know, they are community-based people, uh, and they work in communities. And this is where I'm a, I am a farmer's daughter myself, so I was brought up in the community. You know, we're used to sharing and helping everybody out, um, and that probably leads on sort of somewhere to where you know the Fab came along, you know, the Federation of Agricultural Brokers. Um, that was uh, an idea born with my, myself and my uh, my business partner, who's now retired. Um, we just thought we formed a community, and everybody said it wouldn't work. Brokers wouldn't share uh, their information with other brokers, but in the farming sector, in the agricultural sector, that's that's different. I think we proved that you know, everybody will share the information. Everybody shared the good stories and they shared the bad stories when things had gone wrong. And then you'd rather learn, you know, if everybody learned together and we collaborated together and then we got the insurance companies on board and, you know, produced products that was suitable for the industry. We also provided training, you know, for staff, uh, you know, for all our staff together and we, we and educated each other uh, by and just having that that community and that base that we all chatted to. It was really good. It was, you know, it really and unfortunately, COVID has put pay to that. But our next event, we are going to go, you know, the conference in September, which is probably our biggest event we do. You know, that will be the first breach back for FAB back in, you know, after COVID, really. Fantastic. And what a great acronym as well, FAB, Federation of Agricultural Brokers. It just strikes me as such a superb 
opportunity for the community to come together and to provide each other with a bit of collaboration, a bit of support. And I, that seems quite rare to the agricultural sector as well, that there is a, such a strong community spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I would say it's rare in the business sense, but not into the, you know, the farmers are community spirited. So, you know, they, they that's what they're used to. Uh, they're used to helping the neighbour, you know, in the past and they share equipment, they share workloads. And if, if there is a disaster that happens on a farm, you will find the farmers locally all pull together. Everybody pulls together um, to help each other out, which is it, it, it is pretty, pretty unique in the, in, in, to the sector, I'd say. And do you feel that that spirit of collaboration and community is as alive as ever in the agricultural space? Yes, I do. I think, you know, people need to support each other. You know, unfortunate thing, you know, mental health within farmers, because they are so isolated, is is quite prominent. And, And this is why I think genuinely I go as an insurance broker, but sometimes I'll spend time just chatting to people because they probably haven't chatted to people you know, all week, you know, they've been out on the farm, they've been working with the animals. Um, and then they, they want to know the gossip, what's the local gossip, what's happening, you know. Uh, and that's why you go to the auctions, not only to, we don't actually actively try and sell business, we just be there so you know what the prices are, you know where the, the beef levels are, what the sheep's going for, what the milk, you know. So you can have a, a really educated, um, it just shows that we're interested in, in, in their working life. And then they, it's ultimate trust. I think one of my farmers got stopped by the police once and, you know, they asked to produce documents. So, well, it's Debbie. You know, who's your insurance? It's Debbie. You know, well, actually, so the police rang my mobile and said, I've got this chap here and he says he's insured with you. I said, well, yeah, he is, but I am just the uh, the broker. It is an insurance company and I emailed the documents over for them. So, As I've been privy to some of the incredible stories you've amassed from serving the agriculture sector, but Looking back over your time in the industry, what have been some standout moments and stories for you? Yeah, I mean, from a career point of view, there's just been so many. You know, we won the North Best was the Northwest Business Awards in 2016. That was just an incredible moment. Joining GRP uh, in January 2018 has really catapulted me into a you know a different sector. I am now head of their national practices. Anything to do with the agriculture, I do the deals for them you know and it's been we've done two acquisitions so the business has really really gone from strength to strength with their support and you know i call it my grp family you know that they, they are they, you know there is a sense of community there as well it's a great a great company to work for um but then as for stories within the sector you know i was thinking what can i say that it can actually be recorded here there is so many different ones and I do say when I finish my career, I'm going to write a book. But there's just instances where the farmer rang me on a Saturday morning to say his house was on fire. I was like, please tell me you've rang the fire brigade first. And he said, yeah, they're on the way. And I, I was 10, 15 minutes down the road. I followed the fire brigade down the, the track to them. And ended up sat there, the house is on fire, there's smoke, and I'm holding the budgie and comforting his wife while they're all being sorted out. And, the fire brigade said, who's that there? It said, oh, it's my insurance broker. Do you know what I mean? So even the fire brigade talked about that. I know because I knew somebody there, they talked about that for a while. But there's, there's just, you know, you're part of it. They, you know, they, they involve you in, you know, as you say, in the funerals, in the, you know, the, the, and then there's been some real tragic claims that I've had to deal with. And, and that's heartbreaking because, you know, you care. And I always say to all my staff, 
you know, to be really good at this job, you know, to be really good, you have to care. And all of them do. I have a fantastic team here at CCIB and at the, at the bar packs that they, they, they all put the heart and soul into that agricultural community and they care about it. But I, I was on the, doing an insurance review on a fleet policy once and we walked out and the tractor was actually on fire. So you, you're there, you, we're then we're getting buckets of water. I was exhausted. I was filling buckets of water. We were throwing, luckily some builders were locally, they came to help. And you just, you, you know, you get your sleeves rolled up and you get joined in with these people. Um, I did end up with, uh, you know, absolutely soaking wet through and it was a freezing cold winter day. So, uh, but, you know, you, you got involved and, and that farmer was, you know, really appreciative. And it was next to a... a a shed full of cattle that could have gone up, but we didn't. We saved them. Oh, thank goodness for that, I must say. And it's so clear that the care that you and your team have for your clients and for their businesses and for their families as well. And just looking across the agricultural sector, are there any key challenges or pain points that you see are really impacting at the moment with that really that support that you offer is coming to the fore? Yeah, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it's the uh, from a health and safety point of view, it's the you know it's the um, the highest risk sector that you can people can work in now, and historically, farmers haven't taken health and safety as seriously as they might, you know, and it it comes to the point I have tried to you know, do you have a risk assessment for this? Do you have a health written health and safety policy? Do you provide the protective workwear? You know, you know, some farmers do. You know, it, it, oh, it'll be all right. It'll never happen to me. Unfortunately, I've been in part of instances where it has happened to them. You know, and that's a real tough learning curve for the family. You know, uh, when when people get injured or even killed on farms, it's you know it can be massive for the farmer. You know, the, the then you know, corporate manslaughter charges thrown at them. That you know they've never been involved in the police. You know, ever, and then all of a sudden because they haven't got the proper paperwork and. These health and safety investigations that go on now, you know, it can be brutal and can, you know, tear families apart, especially when somebody's injured on the farm. No, you're absolutely right. And, and as I say, I can I can really see how in depth you go into your clients' lives and the, the value that you bring to them. And I just say that given that spirit, I can imagine you and your team really celebrated the lifting of the lockdowns and how does it feel to be back out in the market with your clients and business partners again? Yeah, it's incredible. You know, I, I call I have a big family at home, but also I have my work family. Um, you know, and it's great when we can all work together. We yeah, it's support you didn't realise how much you missed them till you were back in the office. And then when it, you know, we talked about uh, last Christmas about possibly having another lockdown, people were saying, Please, we don't have to go home again, do we? You know, we don't have to, we don't want to to be at home we want to be part of it most of my staff said if they look even if they won the lottery they'd still come to work so you know it is a really it's just a great place to be um and, and even for, for the farmers you know for us to get out and do the appointments again with them and that was really crucial for them to see you and it, it, it stood its test of time where we had 12 18 months where we couldn't really go out and see them but everybody just trusted you and we just got these policies renewed. Um, but it, it is, and Bieber, Bieber this year was just wow. It was amazing. It was great to see all your industry colleagues, you know, because sometimes I can be in a boardroom, uh, you know, in the centre of London uh, doing a deal with an insurance company. And the next minute I'm sat, you know, 
watching a lamb being born in the middle of a you know a field with a farmer who can't see me or we have to do the review in the field you know it's so it's so extreme you know I'm never ever bored you know my, my life and you know the insurance industry itself has just got to be celebrated it's in a fantastic career um, and there's some fantastic people that you work with. It really is a, a superb profession, I must say. And from your perspective, given your time in the industry, are there any key traits and qualities that you think really set a, a great broker apart from, from their peers? Yeah, and do you know, I thought about this, and it is, it is so simple. All you have to do is care. If you actually care, it's not, it's not about you know, how many... When we were trained at the AA, it was you know, add on sales and sell, you know, sell, 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 sell. But actually... You don't have to sell in our industry. We don't have to sell. We you know, we just be ourselves. Show them what's available, and you know people that trust. So once you've built the trust up, and you know, and this is why Fab. This is why we set up Fab because we wanted to be the best that we could be. You know, we wanted to learn and be you know be outstanding in our field, if you say you know really, and be a credible alternative. You know, the NFU is the the major player in the market, and we just wanted to be a, a credible alternative to the NFU and give farmers a choice. Well, I must say your ambition of being outstanding in your field has certainly been achieved. And I actually feel bad because every time I speak to you, Debbie, I'm asking you for more stories about things that are going on in the agricultural space. So this time I'm going to ask you, what's something that you wish you were asked about more often? Well, this is it. You know, are you staying for lunch or can you have a piece of, you know, how are you having a piece of homemade cake? But but no, really, you know, joking aside, it is the health and safety. You know, we really have to. We have. Um, we can offer now. You know, the basis of an health and safety. You know, health and safety clip, which is we offer to our farmers where they can get the templates. But I can't do it for them. You know, I can provide the insurance policies, but they have to embrace it. And I think that's going to be the challenge for the farmers of the future. Now, you know, more farm uh, children are going to agricultural college because they can't just finish school at sixteen. But they are being educated down this path. And I think, you know, like the building sector many years ago, um, you know, we're a bit short, short fall on this area. But now, um, you know, they've stood up to the breach. And unfortunately, and I know being a farmer's daughter and you know, working and living on a farm, you know, it, it's not easy to to operate a fully um, a full health and safety policy that is completely um, user user friendly. But, you know, we can't ignore the fact from the statistics that say that, you know, farms are the highest rate of death and injury for, for young adults. So, you know, that's, that's what I think, you know, farmers need to embrace a little bit more and take a lot more seriously. I think mean, that's some really, really superb advice right there, actually. And for people looking to find out a little bit more about your work at CCIB or with Fab, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, well, just uh, contact me here at uh, Country and Commercial, the email, or uh, a drop, you know, I'll give the office a call. I'm always, I'm always happy to help. Or you know, even brokers, I, um, I offer help and advice to other brokers that you know that are struggling in the agricultural sector because it, it, it just, it all, it's all wheels within wheels. It all comes back, you know. And I always say to my kids, give a bit and you get it back tenfold, and you always do. And my career, I've given a lot to the career, but I've, I've received it back tenfold. I think that's absolutely amazing advice, I really must say. And just must thank you so much for joining me here today, Debbie. You are just such a pleasure to speak with. Oh, pleasure. It's always nice to, and always happy to help me. 
Thank you so much. And, and thanks also to everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.